Hello friend, welcome back to the Grass Life Podcast. I am your host Irene Kwagala. Um, if you're new here, welcome. I hope you enjoy this podcast and stick around. If you do enjoy it, follow the show and uh, you'll be notified each time I release a, an episode. Also like, share, share the podcast with your friends, loved ones, uh, and anyone you think will find value here. Every week I like to start with something I am grateful for. And this week I am grateful for my life. I'm grateful for peace. I'm grateful for a clear mind. Um, The Bible says that we've not received the spirit of fear, but of love, peace, and a sound mind. So I am very grateful that um, I have the love of God living inside of me. I have a clear mind and I have peace. I am very grateful for that. In this episode, I want to talk about 10 habits that sabotage our lives as children of God. Or you can say um, 10 self-sabotaging habits. As as children of God, there are things we do that delay us. There are things we do that um, limit us. And because the Bible says in John 3.16 that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him will have eternal life, right? And John 10.10 says that, um, yes, the thief came to kill, to steal, kill and destroy, but Jesus came that we would have life and have it more abundantly. So as a believer, you have access to the abundant life through faith in Christ. It is yours and it is already given. You have access to um, the the wealth of heaven. You have access to wisdom. You have access to uh, supernatural health. You have access to power, authority. You have access to so much. The Bible says that we have been given all things that pertain to life and godliness. So the day we gave our lives to Christ, we literally got the abundant life. You are loved beyond measure and there is nothing that can separate you from God's love. And yes, you will go to heaven, but while you're here, you are, you have an inheritance and so you, you we have to live in that inheritance we have to live a hundred percent here and a hundred percent in heaven right that that is romans 8 35 to 39 it say it says that i am fully convinced that's romans 8 35 to 39. Let me read that scripture, Romans 8, 35 to 39. The Bible says in Romans 
8.35 Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, for your sake we face death all day. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that nothing, sorry, I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. Self-sabotaging habits or behavior, um, harmful things or harmful habits that we do that harm our progress. And that's what I want to talk about. Um, things that we do as children of God that harm our progress. Because like the scripture I have read, we are loved unconditionally. We have got all these things that are available to us, as I have said before. But why are we not experiencing the 100% here on earth? And this is what I want to share with you. Some things that I believe, and there are so many, but I'm just going to air out 10 that I've come to look at in my own life that for a long time, they really hindered me from experiencing the 100% that I, I, I have inherited in Christ. And so as I share these things, I want you to really think through your own life and think at this, am I are these habits? Do I have these habits or am I okay? Just gauge yourself, assess yourself. And if you find yourself lacking, then uh, pray and just try and get these habits together so that you can move forward. I believe that these habits will enhance your life. And so the first thing I want to share is um, actually the, the first commandment. It is uh, put the Lord your God first. Don't, yeah, I think it's like that. It's like, don't put anything ahead of God. In other words, seek God first. Seek God first. The habit of not seeking God first is sabotaging, is self-sabotaging. The Bible says in Matthew 6, 33, seek first the kingdom of God and all these other things will, will, will be added unto you. And then sometimes we get too busy. Sometimes we are too occupied with work. Um, but a personal fellowship with God through reading your Bible, prayer daily is the thing that will grow your relationship with God. So yes, um, let me take it further and say, if you are not spending time in fellowship with God, in the morning, you are self-sabotaging. I know it's a bold statement, but it's a principle. 
in the kingdom of God. Put God first. And that is one way, the one of prayer, the one of reading your Bible, fasting in the morning, that is one way to put God first. But put God first in your finances. Put God first in your decisions. Put God first as you you plan your day, you plan your week, you plan your year. Put God first. Don't be too busy to spend time with God. Whatever you're running to do or to get done, it could even be that if you spent more, if you spent time with God first, you probably wouldn't need to do that thing that you're running to do. So I encourage you to get into the habit of prayer daily, get into the habit of reading the word of God daily, but get into the principle of putting God first. That is a biblical principle. Put God first. It will change your life. It will enhance you and put you on the next level. The second thing I want to share is another habit is putting your hope in yourself or putting your hope in someone else. And this is the second commandment. It says, you will have no other God but me. Like, don't no, don't make yourself idols. Every time you put your hope in someone else, you've made them an idol. Every time you put your hope in you, it is pride. So it is very important that your only hope is God. Like the hope for your finances is God. The hope for your marital breakthrough is hope. Yes, God uses people to bless us. So whatever you're asking for, yes, God is going to use people. But it is him that you're looking up to. The Bible says in Psalms 121, David prayed and said, I look up to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord. And so the habit of pride, where you depend on your own strength and your own ability and your own wisdom, and you think that you can get things done for yourself, is a self-sabotaging habit. Or can I say a mindset? And the mindset of looking at people and thinking, oh, that person has the ability to help me. That person has the money to help me. That is a self-sabotaging idea. I don't know how to call it, habit, thought, whatever it is. But I want you to get, to, to really change your mindset and put your hope in God. Stop constantly looking for someone to help you. 
rely on God daily. Be very, very dependent on God. He is more than able to help you. He is more than able to to have a great expectation. Whatever you're expecting, whatever you're believing for, let it you let your expectation be in God. Um I was listening to Pastor B3 and she said she was meditating about something and a voice they said the Holy Spirit told her, Have you ever thought about Egypt? Where did the frogs come from? Where did the frogs that invent invest where you know you know the plagues that the frogs were one day you wake up in the morning and the frogs are everywhere where did they come from and then you wake up in the morning and they have all disappeared where did they come from where did manna come from you wake up one day and there is you know cake you wake up one day and there are quails you know where did these things come from and so I, I got wondering, I was like, you know what? I don't know where they come from, but you, you, they are there. They were there. And I believe it. I believe the Bible. I believe the frogs were there everywhere in Egypt. But where did they come from? And who knows where they went after they had disappeared? And it's the same thing with you, child of God. You don't know where that marriage partner is coming from, but they will appear. You know, God is God. He's sovereign. He is sovereign. He is the maker of heaven and earth. He is the maker of heaven and earth. So put your hope in the maker of heaven and earth. He will make that fine, those finances appear. I don't know how, but just like the frogs appeared, the money will appear. Of course, he uses people. He uses things. But your hope, your trust, your expectation should be in God and God alone. And so number three is not tithing. That habit of not tithing, the first fruit, child of God, it is sabotaging you. It is sabotaging your finances. The Bible says in Malachi, bring the first fruits into my house that there will be food in my house that was god telling the israelites yes this tithe belongs to your shepherd the one who feeds your soul right so bring tithe into the house of god that there will be food if your shepherd labors to feed you it's not easy to labor in the word you know I know sometimes we take it for granted and we feel like, oh, we're just giving money. But if you go to work and you're not paid, you will cause a commotion. So yes, even people that work in the house of God, they are laboring. It takes labor to actually get a study and get a word that will feed you on Sunday. And there are some churches that actually feed you Monday to, to Friday or on Sunday. So the whole week they are laboring to feed you. And then you don't want to bring 10% of your income into the house of God or to your shepherd. 
friend, not tithing is a habit that is, is sabotaging your life and your finances. Yes, you are loved beyond measure, but stop sabotaging yourself. Pay your tithe and pay it fast. Don't give God last. Like the first habit we said, put God first. So yes, put God first in your finances. Give him the first 10%, not the last one after you've paid all your bills. Amen. The fourth thing is minimizing. I don't know how that, yeah, minimizing. I'll call it minimizing, minimizing your shepherd. Ignoring their instruction. The Bible says, I will give you shepherds after my own heart that they will feed you and you will not be dismayed. When God loves you, which he does, he gives you a shepherd. And so when you undermine your shepherd, you are sabotaging your life. When you ignore their instructions, you are sabotaging your life. Every child of God needs to be submitted to someone. You need to be under shepherd. You need to be under mentor. Because a shepherd will see what you're not able to see. A shepherd will feed you what you may not be able to feed by you, to fetch and feed by yourself. So in church, when your shepherd says, this week we are fasting, child of God, try. I don't know if try is the best word to say. When your shepherd says, um, you need to preach or you need to prepare a word or you need to show up in a certain way, it doesn't matter how much you've got going on. Honoring your shepherd will enhance your life. The Bible says, Honor your father and mother that you may live long. But in addition, honoring your spiritual parents will enhance your life. Doing as they say, honoring them. And let me tell you, you're not going to agree with them 100%. But this is, <laughs> this is how I look at it. It's like eating fish, right? You have to eat it slowly and take the, you know, take the what you need and just the bones, make sure you don't swallow or eat on the bones, right? But it's all fish. And so what that means is take the, I don't wanna say take because I'm saying honor them and don't minimize them. But what I'm trying to say is they are human they're going to make mistakes, but that does not disqualify them from being your shepherds and from you honoring them. And so don't, you know, there's a way we pick like, and pick up, pick up on certain weaknesses of our shepherds and we focus on the weaknesses. Whatever you focus on enlarges. So when you focus on the weaknesses of your shepherd, that's what is going to enlarge. 
to to be very big but when you focus on the strength of your shepherd you are going to enjoy a, a, a good relationship with your shepherd and your life will enhance because your shepherds pray for you your shepherds wherever you are they are busy interceding for you they are covering over you when you undermine your shepherd you take yourself out of their covering you take yourself out of their authority so i can't emphasize this enough but i really want to encourage you if you don't have a shepherd if you don't have a discipler if you don't have a mentor you are not submitted under somebody please this week look out pray to god let them give you somebody it's very important to have a mentor it's important to have a discipler it is important to be under someone is covering and yes when you grow and you mature you too need to get disciples and mentor and begin to get mentees and also become a mentor and that is how the gospel is is carried on the, jesus said go out and make disciples so when you're discipled then you also become a disciple yeah that's the right statement so yeah friend um which number is that that was number four number five is not reading the word not meditating on the word I can't emphasize this enough, but if you take a day without reading your Bible, you take a two days, you go to three days, you go to a week, and you've not sat in the word of God, child of God, you are sabotaging your life. The word of God is the food for your soul. It's like when you decide you're not going to eat food for a whole week your body is going to be weak right you're not going to be able to run around and do and have the same energy and that is the physical so if the word of god is the food for your soul for your spirit if you don't eat it if you don't take it in your spirit is in the same way is going to be weak the word of god the bible says that the faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of god so if you're not in the word of god your faith is going to grow weak you the word of god is a sword right in galatians is that Ephesians? The word of God is a sword, right? The armor of God is a sword. So if you don't have it, how are you going to fight? Yeah. First of all, the word of God is food. Then the word of God is, is what births faith. Then the word of God is a sword. The word of God is a seed. The Bible says the word of God is flawless and pure, like gold that has been refined seven times. When you take in the word of God, it purifies you, it changes you, it makes you flawless, it gives you power. 
But if you don't take it in, how, how are you doing? How are you fighting the enemy? How are you going to fight when the, when the enemy stands against you? The Bible says that the, the enemy is, is like a rolling lion looking for whom to devour. If you don't have the word of God, it's so easy for you to be devoured, literally. The Bible says that the Holy Spirit reminds us of, of the truth. It's the truth that you have put in the inside of you through reading your Bible, that the Holy Spirit will remind you when you need it. It is the conviction of the Holy Spirit is going to come from the word that you have put in the inside of you. So if you don't have it, how are you going to be convicted? So friend, get into the habit of reading your Bible and get into the habit of reading it daily, daily. You, we, as children of God, on addition to reading the Bible in your personal fellowship with God, you know, so that you can know God for yourself, the quickest route and the most definite way for a child of God to grow mature, to grow and mature spiritually is through reading the word of God. The word of God will grow you. The word of God produces effortless change because the word of God is a seed. When you plant it in your heart, it will grow. I don't know how, but it will grow and it will bring change. But if you pray and pray and pray and pray, but there is no word, you are watering an empty garden. Because the word of God is a seed that is nourished through prayer. So friend, get into the word of God. Listen to a someone. That's what I wanted to say before. In addition to the word of God, listen to a someone. Listen to a someone. Before you leave your house, read the word of God. When you get to work and maybe you, you have some time, lunch time or whatever, instead of going and you know, having a conversation with people, have your lunch as you read the word. But then as you drive to work, as you go on the bus, as you go in the car, whatever means of transport you use to get to work, put your headphones in and listen to the word. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Getting into the word will change your life. The word of God will change your life. The word of God will change your life completely. So get into the word of God. That was number five. Number six, a habit that is self-sabotaging is hanging with the wrong people. That's that, I don't is it a scripture? Is it a quote that bad company corrupts good morals? Don't be deceived. Bad company corrupts good morals. Don't even try to say, oh, I will change them. Before you change them, they will have changed you. They will have changed you. So it is important to keep good company. Can I say this? 
you have no business anyway i'll leave that one but hanging with the wrong people will drive you in the wrong direction hanging with checking your best friends is key (laughs) i feel like this is um anyway friend who are you hanging with who are you hanging with it's very important to check the people you're hanging with they will influence you into the direction they are going and if you're they're going in the wrong direction you are going to end up in the wrong direction And I've been meditating upon this recently. The gift that God can give you is a godly best friend. Is a godly best friend. Someone who will pray for you. Someone who will encourage you. Someone who will understand the vision that God has given you and keep you accountable. That is a gift from God. And so one of the things maybe that you need to pray for, because we can have so many friends, but your best friend will influence you so much. And that's what I wanted to say before that I, I stopped on the way. You have no business having a best friend who is not a believer. I will whisper that one. You have no business. And I probably should cut this out, the one before, because it was a bit stammering. But this is what I wanted to say that I was like, okay, let me leave that. You have no business having a best friend who is not a believer because they will influence you because they are your best friends they're people you tell everything they're people that you talk to the most if they are not believers if they are not people of faith they are going to influence you to do things that are not of faith and so maybe one of your prayer requests needs to be god give me a best friend who is a believer it is important to have somebody who prays over you to have somebody who you tell the visions that have big god visions that is not going to belittle you but is going to believe in you and keep you accountable it is important it is not every day you're going to feel a hundred percent But if you have a best friend that has understood the assignment on your life, they will help you. They will help you when you're down. They will catch you and be like, let's go to church. They will, it is important. It is really important. Yes, to hang around the right people as a whole, But I want to emphasize your best friend, your closest friend. Make sure that person is a believer. It makes all the difference. 
The other one is procrastination. Procrastination is when you, you just push things forward. Like, I'll do that later, I'll do this the other week. And you know that these are things you need to do now. These are things you need to do today. But you keep pushing them away. You keep... I think it's a mental situation where you feel like, especially hard things, where you feel like, I don't want to do this thing right now. It's hard. It's uncomfortable. I will do it later. It's it's procrastination and it's self-sabotaging. Especially when you know that the Holy Spirit has told you to do something. He is leading you. Remember, partial obedience is still disobedience. If he, if the assignment was for this week and you feel like you would start ne- next year or next month, you are sabotaging your life. Remember, as children of God, we walk by the Spirit. We walk by the Spirit and not by the flesh. And God does not speak to be heard. God speaks to be obeyed. So child of God, stop procrastinating the things that God has told you to do. Start today, no matter how small, not next week. Everything has a time with God. Everything has its own time. And if the assignment was for next week, trust me, you would have got it next week. But the fact that you've got it today, it means it's for today. So child of God, stop procrastinating things. Be in the habit of doing difficult things, no matter how difficult, no matter getting out of your comfortable zone and doing what you have to do, because you know that that's the right thing. Um, I'm running out of time, so I'll just um, highlight these. Just a, I'll just mention them and highlight them just a little bit. The eighth thing is giving up on community. The Bible says, um, do not give up the fellowship of brothers. In other words, don't give up fellowship. Don't give up going to church. I know now we're on the internet, everything is there. You can have a message every day until Jesus comes back. But community is very important. It is important for you to be planted in a church. The Bible says, blessed are those who are planted in the house of God. They will be fruitful. The only way you're going to be fruitful, fully fruitful, fruitful as a child of God is when you're planted in a community because in that community you will get opportunities to begin to grow your gifts and your talents in that community you're going to meet new people in that community you're going to get accountability so child of God get if 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 you've been out of church please get back to church get back to your family church family it is very important i cannot emphasize this enough but the slope of fail of falling back is a slippery slope 
it is not like you fall away in an instant. It is a slippery slope where you keep falling back slowly. But when you're planted in a church, there's going to be accountability. Especially if you're submitted under leadership and you're being discipled, meaning you're known by name. All right? Get into a community, get involved so that you are known by name. So that when you are missing for some time, they'll be like, where is she? Where is he? It is so important to be planted in church to be planted in a community so please child of god do not give up community and and serve serve in church that's number nine serve in church the habit of not serving in church the habit of being a dormant church goer is self-sabotaging because you are not going to know um the, 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 the thing that you really need to focus on and your calling if you're not planted in church, if you're not serving, because you will not know by just sitting there. Many times is you're going to know by doing the work. So you do the ushering, you do all these things and you're like, okay, that one I can't, or that one, you know, until you finally find the one thing. But even that, serving in church makes you more grounded in the community of the church because the church is very big right but if you're in the ushering team then the ushering leader is going to know oh these are my mem these are my team members right so that way you're narrowing down the the chances of being narrowing up not down the chances of being known by name the chances of being seen and the chances of being involved and loved in the community because you are known and you're active active in the church so please get into service get a place and serve it doesn't you don't have to really think too much what's my purpose what am i called to do just do something and if it doesn't feel right leave it and do the next until you find your comfortable place where you're comfortable to serve but don't just be a church goer get into service get into ministry the bible says jesus told his disciples if you want to be the greatest serve if you want to be the head serve so serving in church is so important i want to give you a testimony it's not a testimony but honestly it's the truth the the reason why i fell out i fell away from church or i fell away from faith and left the church at 19 was because I was not serving and I was just a church goer. If I didn't show up, nobody cared. And so when I didn't show up for a year, nobody looked for me. Not that they should have, but I'm just saying. And one of the things that I met somebody and they told me, they said, Irene, if you were serving, if you had something to, you know, a team that you are part of, that team becomes your family. And even when they don't see you for two weeks, they'll be like, where is Irene? Because service puts you part of a smaller team where you will be known. 
that is just <laughs> another you know to top it up but yeah and the last one is negative self-talk child of god the habit of negative self-talk is sabotaging your life talk to yourself positively encourage yourself in the lord i mean if you don't talk to yourself positively how are other people going to talk to you positively okay they could but no matter how much other people are going to say oh you know you you can do something you're great at this if you look in the mirror and all you see is your weakness all you see is how you're incapable no matter what anyone says you're not going to be able to see yourself capable and negative self-talk sabotages the things that you put your hand to for example if i come here to record this podcast and all i think about is nobody's gonna listen i do this i you know i can't even talk i can't even of course i'm not going nobody's gonna listen nobody's gonna i'm sabotaging it because my words um are important my words create, my words tear down, my words create. So if I'm talking to myself negatively, if I'm talking about the podcast negatively, of course it's not gonna work out. So child of God, whatever you're doing, talk to yourself positively about it. It doesn't matter how it looks, be positive have a good expectation the bible says in psalms i think it's 27 13 i would have given up if i had not believed to see the goodness of god in the land of the living that was david and so even you child of god have a good expectation with everything that you're doing but also with yourself have a good expectation of yourself in in a way of you can do all things through Christ who gives you strength. Encourage yourself in the word of God. Encourage yourself in the Lord. Don't talk to yourself negatively. Do not capitalize on your weaknesses. Capitalize on your strength. Okay, you have 10 weaknesses. You have one strength. Capitalize on that one. Because whatever you focus on again, becomes bigger so if you focus on the negative it's going to be negative if you focus on the positive it's going to grow and get bigger so child of god do not talk negatively to yourself talk positively look yourself in the mirror and speak life over yourself Right, that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening. Um, if you find value with this episode, please share it with your loved ones. Follow the podcast, like, and uh, leave a review. That gives me, uh, gives the podcast a raise. And uh, yeah, it, it benefits the podcast when you leave a review and when you share it. So thank you for listening and God bless you. Bye.